0: That's what makes us tough. We keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't
1: lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real.
0: We're back! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Detroit, Michigan. Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully
2: historical comeback.
0: Welcome
3: to Opportunity Detroit. Hi, I'm Paul W. Smith. We'll say hi to Margaret Allen, Executive Director of Urban Alliance today. Alyssa Space will be here, CEO and founder of For Her Cosmetics. Lexis Matheson and Dion Chow with Milk and Froth. Sandra Chapman, owner of Slide Through Hookah.
0: Detroit,
3: On Opportunity Detroit.
0: Detroit!
3: First up on Opportunity Detroit, we meet the Executive Director of Urban Alliance, Margaret Allen. The Executive Director, as I mentioned, also serves as an Aspen Institute Economic Opportunity Fellow. Uh, Margaret served as the founding Detroit Director for the Center for Employment Opportunities in 2018, where she spent the last two years Launching and stabilizing the first Michigan presence of the nation's largest reentry workforce development organization. Uh, And uh, uh, there's a lot of work here uh, as a product of the Detroit Public Schools, a Cass Tech uh, High School graduate uh, holding degrees from Marygrove College, University of Detroit Mercy, uh, with uh, Six Sigma Green Belt. Uh, career development facilitator. I I can't go through all the things you've done, Margaret. We won't have time to talk to you. <laughs> um, t- in your own words, tell us about yourself and your background.
2: Thank you, Paul. First, just thank you for inviting me to, sh- to the show. And I'm um, sure I'd be glad to tell you about myself and the work that I've been doing. So um, I'm a native Detroiter, as you mentioned, proud CAST Tech grad, um, educated in the city, um, and still remained in the city and committed to the city. My work has been concentrated on education and work, workforce development for Detroiters. I've had probably every role in the school from truancy officer to school administrator. And I've done a bit of workforce projects for um, focused on returning citizens, that's um, individuals who at one point were incarcerated, and also opportunity youth, um, opportunity youth. Our um, students who are disconnected from, uh, I'm sorry, uh, youth who are disconnected from work and school. So uh, that's pretty much me, uh, Margaret the Detroiter. Um, my work is just fo- focused on advancing um, life outcomes for my neighbors and my friends. So you, thank you for having me.
3: Well, it's our pleasure. How, how do you define or tell us what Urban Alliance is and how your work has impacted local youth?
2: Uh, sure. So Urban Alliance is a national youth development nonprofit uh, founded in 1996 in D.C. And the model was so successful, it ex- has expanded to five cities, one of which was Detroit in 2018. And the work that we do, um, it's the the core worker. It's called the high school internship program, where we partner with the Detroit Public Schools District. We match high school seniors with paid internships. We provide soft skills and digital literacy training, mentoring, and also lifelong college and career guidance. So we do this because we believe that all young people, no matter the race, ethnicity, or social economic background, deserve equal access to the training, work experiences, and networks that are needed to achieve economic mobility. And this work, it serves to bridge the gaps that exist in opportunity for our students, Um, soft skills, bridge the gaps in exposure, and ultimately prevent youth disconnection. So we've been here. um, This is our third program year. We've served over 170 students. And we're proud to say that 100% of our students graduate from high school. And um, that's a particularly significant statistic right now. About 70% of Detroit public schools, high school students had to go to summer school because this was challenging doing all of this work, 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 work virtually, but our students all graduated. Um, 90% enroll in college, 80% persist to a second year, and 80, 80% remain connected to a pathway towards economic uh, self-sufficiency. So we are definitely proud of the work we've been doing in Detroit.
3: Margaret Allen with its executive director, Urban Alliance, and uh, how am I not surprised that you have this partnership with the Rock FOC, or families of, company, families of Companies, and the Rocket Community Fund with Laura Graneman over there?
2: Yes. So the Rocket Community Fund has been tremendous to our launch and continuance in the city to bring our program here. Um, When we launched, the Rocket family of companies served as our anchor employer, and they hosted in the first year a a full cohort of 30 interns across all of their sites. Um, When the pandemic hit and we saw the disproportionate effects it was having on communities of color, the Rocket family of companies doubled down on their commitment to us, and they continued to support our interns with remote internships during COVID-19. And they continue to increase their internship commitment for the next two years. Um, Next year they'll be providing 45 internships. Um, And this support is critical. 80% of our students in the program, they contribute their earnings to household expenses and um, one in three of of our interns in Detroit didn't have computers or internet access and the Rocket Community Fund stepped up and even donated devices to close that digital divide. So we wouldn't be recommitting to this work at such a critical critical time if we didn't see value and more equitable access to employment. And there's value for the family of companies, the students we employ, and for the city. So we're super grateful for this this partnership, which has helped Detroit youth.
3: We have learned, Margaret, through you and others, that the, there's been a, a, a disproportionate impact on youth of color and the more critical need for youth employment during this pandemic. So how do you say the pandemic has widened the racial opportunity gap?
2: So um, it's definitely exacerbated youth disconnection um, and investing in youth employment right now is probably more important now because our communities have been hardest hit by the pandemic. Um, So families, of course, have experienced the financial instability of the pandemic. Um, And six out of 10 youth and households who've experienced a loss of employment, loss of employment income um, during COVID-19. But that's just part of it, because when we talk about COVID-related unemployment, we really have conversations about parents, families, but we don't really talk about young workers. But the key industries where youth commonly work, like retail, hospitality, Um, these were the most impacted by social distancing measures and most entry level positions held by youth in these interests just can't be done remotely so um, youth disconnection was exacerbated students were disconnected from school because it was virtual it was more difficult for some students and from work because the jobs just were not available Um, so as a result the share of disconnected young young adults has more than doubled Um, And so the pandemic has, has has prompted that, unfortunately.
3: What can local companies do, Margaret, to, to build the next generation of diverse talent right here in Detroit?
2: Thank you for asking that. Um, so I would say the most impactful and straightforward way that employers can leverage their time, talent, and resources to provide an immediate positive impact on youth of color is to offer them opportunities um, for a paid work experience, whether it be virtually or in person, and um, internships or, or, or part-time jobs. Um, companies can partner with organizations like, like uh, Urban Alliance to increase career exposure, to build critical social capital and job skills, and lay the groundwork for a more diverse, stronger, homegrown talent pipeline. So, with Urban Alliance, we work directly with businesses and organizations around the city like Rocket that are dedicated to building a stronger, more equitable talent pipeline by investing in youth employment. Um, and em- employers may choose to host one or two or mentor and train each student intern. So, uh, investing directly in youth early will and will directly impact the talent pipeline later later in life. A lot of companies will invest in adults, but at that point, it's more difficult, and it may even be too late. So early investment is the answer to that question.
3: (laughs) Early investment is key, and we know that that kind of investment in our children is a good investment in our future. Thanks for reminding us of that, Margaret. Thank you so much for being with us as well. Thank you. Margaret Allen, the Executive Director of Urban Alliance in Detroit, where she oversees regional operations and programming. Margaret also serves as an Aspen Institute Economic Opportunity Fellow, here on Opportunity Detroit. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit, we found the... Founder and CEO of For Her Cosmetics, building a cosmetics empire that not only diversifies, uh, diversifies rather the the beauty industry, but inspires the next generation of chemists and entrepreneurs. Uh, she is the CEO and founder again of For Her Cosmetics. She is Alyssa Space. Welcome to Opportunity, Alyssa.
2: Thank you for having me.
3: Tell me uh, all about yourself, and your company.
2: Yes. Well, my name is Alyssa, as you mentioned earlier, and I am the owner of For Her Cosmetics, which is a STEM-based, that's science, technology, engineering, and math, all-natural, vegan, and cruelty-free cosmetic line located in Detroit. Um, I studied chemistry in undergrad at Michigan State University, where I earned my Bachelor of Science there. Um, and then I actually began to work in corporate as a quality assurance chemist, and it didn't really work for me, so I decided to actually start my own business.
3: Didn't you, if I recall, part of the story at least? Uh, didn't you kind of mess around in your in your mother's kitchen, uh,
2: yes, kind of so. just <laughs>
3: making some product?
2: Yeah, so um, I call I refer to it actually as her
1: mudroom. So that was right where the washer and dryer was. Um,
2: I used to actually just over three years ago um, formulate my own products right in her home in Bloomfield, and literally within two years, I was able to um, move into my own lab space in Detroit, where I started to mass manufacture my products.
3: Well, that's very cool to be able to 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 branch out like that and. And yeah. uh, it's it. You, you, what's big and important to you is the all natural part of what you make. The all natural lip gloss, mm-hmm. lipstick, body shimmer, eyeshadow, highlighter with vegan yeah. and cruelty free ingredients was, as you mentioned earlier, that is really at the heart and base of all of your for her cosmetics. What is the? Uh, tell me a little bit about the uh, the MySpace laboratory.
2: Yeah, so MySpace Laboratories is actually our uh, location where we do formulate products, but that's also our 501c3 nonprofit organization that um, works to increase the retention of students in STEM fields through what we like to call alternative exploration. So essentially, we create these experiments for students to explore science through cosmetics. So that's actually our nonprofit
3: uh exploring science through cosmetics a very interesting yeah. way to well get their attention and then and then keep their attention certainly
2: yes definitely especially with younger girls too because um as a woman myself a lot of girls tend to lose interest in science around like 5th grade 6th grade because they're typically told to go into other fields that quote unquote work for them And I want to essentially disrupt that stigma because I understand that we do need more women and women of color in these fields to help and to learn about science, technology, engineering, and math.
3: Mm -hmm. And uh, let's make sure that nobody misunderstands or doesn't fully understand the whole concept for Mm -hmm. your makeup, for example, to be vegan or to be cruelty-free? Because again, those are very important touchstones for you. Explain that to our our Opportunity Detroit listeners.
2: Yes. So vegan essentially means that you're not using any animal byproducts or animal um, ingredients. And then to be cruelty-free also means that we're not testing on animals. Um, we're actually using uh, consenting adults, consenting humans that are okay with using our products to see how they work and react with different skin types, etc.
3: So so you, you're not there's, they're cruelty-free which means an animal that really can't say yes or no about use being used in the experiments but humans can so the humans kind of become <laughs> yes. the guinea pig.
2: Yes, they they of course are like well when i first started I, I i would use like my grandmother my mom and my friends um but now obviously i actually do have like actual labs where i work with different skin types to approve and see how the actual product works on the, their skin and then i even use myself so i feel like i trust my expertise enough to use myself as a guinea pig mm-hmm. so.
3: <laughs> How about doing it in Detroit? What's it mean to you to be an entrepreneur in Detroit?
2: In Detroit, yes. Um, I love Detroit. I've grown up here pretty much since I was in first grade. Um, Detroit is in a renaissance area where entrepreneurs and new businesses are popping up everywhere. And this is the perfect time to take grasp of those opportunities that are pre- being presented to entrepreneurs. And I just understand that this is where my heart is. I love the the city. I love the people here. And um, I I also know the need to for not only just the cosmetics that we have, but the programming that we're um, instilling in these underserved areas that are in Detroit. Um, I was once a young student in Detroit Public School. And if I had these opportunities, I would have really appreciated them. So I understand that Detroit, one needs more transparent cosmetics, as well as more education and STEM.
3: And um, I guess maybe the the next question would be, how can our listeners support your business?
2: Yes, of course. Um, Definitely can visit our website at www.forhercosmetics.com, and that's F-O-R-H-E-R, Cosmetics. Um, There we have more about our story, our team, who um, we've worked with, as well as where you can Connect with us on social media because we are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter For Her Cosmetics. Um, and then, of course, you can learn about our nonprofit and our outreach in the community. Um, but yeah, they can support us there.
3: That's a good way to support. Again, it's uh, forhercosmetics.com. Forhercosmetics.com. And is there anything else uh, that you would like to add here, Alyssa?
2: Yes. um, I always love to give like a message to up and coming entrepreneurs that whatever you decide to put your passion into or whatever you love, make sure that you give it your all and a hundred percent because when you do that, When you give love to something that you care about, it'll love you back. Um, Like I said, I started in my mother's kitchen back in 2017, not even knowing that I was going to create a nonprofit organization with this uh, business that I have. And it has blossomed into a lab space in Detroit and to working with over 3,500 students across North America, and that's including Canada. And if you love something, once again, make sure that you put your all into it. And that's, that's really all I can add.
3: Well, and that's it's it's hard to get that point across, but it's extremely important. Uh, there are a lot of people who want to do what you do, who want to be their own boss, who want to have their own company, like forhercosmetics.com. Uh, but the key is going for it and then hanging in there because it's yes. not easy. You didn't step into this and say, "Wow, that was easy." Uh, there's a lot of work. Not at all. There's a lot of ups, a lot of downs a lot of setbacks. And so right. I think what you just said about really I don't know if you use the term like, hanging in there or staying in there, one one or the other, staying commit stay committed to your dream or it will remain yeah. a dream rather than a reality.
2: Correct. And that is completely true as an entrepreneur it's it's super important and vital to understand that there comes not only just like you said, the passion but and the fire that burns in your heart to do it, but discipline, execution, and these are things that I want people to remember and understand that yes, of course you want to reap the fruits of your labor, but you have to put the labor in first. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> that's a very important If you want to have the fruits of your labor, you better have the labor. <laughs> makes, yes. makes very good sense. Thanks for your help. Again, you can find her, Alyssa, at uh, ForHerCosmetics.com. Alyssa Space, CEO and founder of For Her Cosmetics. Thanks again, Alyssa.
2: Thank you for having me.
3: On Opportunity Detroit, we welcome Dion Chow and Alexis Madison, co-founders of Milk and Froth. And what a story they each have. Dion is a second-generation immigrant born and raised in Detroit. He began his professional career in high school selling real estate. After high school, he joined StockX when the team only had six people. He subsequently joined the newly formed startup Sift, whose mission was to build tools to increase employee engagement, and was used by Quicken Loans over 30,000 team members. In 2017, Dion co-founded Rocket Mortgage Detroit Demo Day, that very successful Demo Day. He ran the pitch competition for four years before ultimately dedicating himself full-time to his rapidly growing ice cream company, Milk and Froth. Dion, by the way, graduated top of his class at the Penn State Ice Cream Short Course. Who knew there was a course called that? A 180-year-old ice cream course that taught many people, including Ben and Jerry. Now, Alexis has been in Detroit since attending Wayne State, where she studied marketing. She has past experience in project management and, more recently, product development. Alongside Milk and Froth, she co-founded professional networking platform, The Plain Sight, where she serves as Chief Product Officer. Prior to that, she spent over seven years in small business management. Her creative proficiencies, like graphic design and digital illustration, have allowed the M&F brand and online presence to flourish. Uh, we welcome Diane Chow and Alexis Madison to Opportunity Detroit. Nice to have you both here.
4: It's great to be here. Thanks, Paul.
3: Uh, I need to know, Dion, yeah,
1: thanks, Paul.
3: Thanks, how you went from all the things I mentioned to kind of having an ice cream company on the side, milk and
1: froth. Yeah, thanks for asking. I hope you can hear me okay. Um, yeah, I mean, so my partner Alexis and I, three years ago, um, we wanted great ice cream. And if you're uh, from the city of Detroit or live in the city of Detroit, you know that there's no great ice cream uh, in the city. And so when we looked around and we went to our favorite uh, major cities—Chicago, New York, San Francisco—they uh, all had great ice cream. And in fact, uh, the ice cream places in these cities are institutions. So if you go to uh, uh, Cleveland, everyone knows Mitchell's. You go to the West Coast, everyone knows Salt and Straw. And Detroit just didn't have that. And so three years ago, uh, we sought out to make some of the best ice cream in the country right here
3: in Detroit. It's amazing um, uh, to, to think that you can say with a degree of certainty that you're proud to be serving some of the best ice creams in the country. And I guess because everything's made from scratch in your own production kitchen in Eastern Market, would that be the reason, Alexis?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I um, and will probably want to go really deep on the ice cream stuff, but we make everything from scratch. We make it in small batches, and we we don't use any of the artificial stuff, the flavors and the um, chemical stabilizers and emulsifiers that you're that you're going to find in almost every um, surprisingly almost every ice cream shop and ice cream in the store. And so um, we use a, we have a huge emphasis on just using real ingredients. Um, and sort of like what people would expect they're getting. You know, when you get a butter pecan ice cream you expect or a strawberry ice cream, you expect that there's real strawberries in there, and oftentimes there's a, there's actually not. So, um, yeah, it, it's simple ingredients. It's real ingredients, um, and it's what people would expect and what they deserve to have.
3: Dion, I'm not kidding when I say I, I if somebody asked me if there really was an ice cream course, at Penn State, I would say probably not, it, yet it's a 180-year-old <laughs> course. So would would Ben and Jerry, who went through that same course, be your heroes, or do you just uh, just look at them as another competitor and you hope to unseat them?
1: Well, we're, we're big fans of Ben and Jerry's uh, ice creams, and uh, a lot of artisanal ice cream shops across the country, we, we sort of uh, we coined this term called the third wave of ice cream, where, you know, it, it started off with just having ice cream at home, at the uh, then it moved towards sort of the Ben & Jerry's uh, type ice creams. Uh, but now what we're seeing is this huge movement toward high-quality, uh, chemical-free ice cream. And so that's a whole new market out there, uh, and, and we've seen a lot of success uh, not using Uh, the chemical stabilizers and the multipliers that that Alexis mentioned. So um, we don't necessarily uh, are are aiming to unkeep them. We're just trying to make the best ice cream uh, anywhere. And uh, we've seen a lot of success with that. What
3: would be the the bottom line? High quality, chemical free. That's something that I, I guess we always thought if we were buying premium ice cream we were buying the best ice cream and we weren't thinking of any added chemicals. We were thinking of uh, high butterfat content to, to make it rich and creamy and and delicious. Uh, what makes your ice cream better and different than all the other ice cream makers in Metro Detroit, Dion?
1: Yeah. So, well, you know, we can start with the fact that we actually make all of our ice cream uh, from scratch, and so you would be you would be hard pressed to name a single ice cream company in Detroit and even Metro Detroit that actually makes their own ice cream. So, what most uh ice cream companies do is they use a pre-manufactured mix which is ice cream in a bag virtually all ice cream uh, makers do this they buy ice cream in a bag that comes chock full of chemical stabilizers and emulsifiers uh they put that bag of ice cream into their machine and they put in artificial flavors and colors and then that's the ice cream that comes out whereas when we make ice cream we start with the ingredient we want first so we make a little strawberry ice cream we use Michigan-grown strawberries, and then we add in milk, cream, and sugar uh, on top of that. Um, you know, the, you, no one talks about that enough. But most, virtually all ice cream makers—I can't even think of one right now—that does not use a bag mix. So
3: you—you you, you started out uh, as a truck popping up all over Detroit. Now you've got a shop in the Buell Building. Um, I, i'm I'm wondering Alexis, uh, what are the other ways if there are other ways for us to get that ice cream? Are you shipping it are, are people ordering it online?
4: You know we're getting a ton of inquiries especially now that we've got the store for people to buy online and even to ship nationally but we have not gotten to that point yet so right now making the ice cream is really just me and Dion day in and day out and so, we're keeping up with demand in that way, but also, you know, looking for more and more people to join our team, especially with strong culinary backgrounds. So once as soon as we can, we would love to ship nationally um, and then also get into, get into local stores and hopefully um, further our spread in grocery stores. So um, we're not there yet, but we absolutely plan to be.
3: We know that Dion uh, took, uh, in fact, graduated top of his class at the Penn State Ice Cream Short Course. Uh, how did you learn how to make ice cream, Alexis?
4: Yeah, so prior to him attending that class or that course, which I, I hope to attend as well, eventually, um, we both studied with um, some lo- some local people that we've found that made ice cream um, don't so much anymore, but have a ton of experience with it. Um, and then we just, you know, we bought every ice cream book on the market um, I think like Dion mentioned earlier, there are in other major cities, there's a lot of great ice cream artisans. A lot of them have put out cookbooks and just been very transparent and shared their recipes. Um, A lot of books on ice cream science. So, I mean, we've just read every ice cream book out there. We've seen every video and we've done a ton of experimentation. So it's been a few years of us just being totally immersed in, in the ice cream game.
1: Dion, what's your favorite flavor? My, my current favorite flavor is the honeycomb ice cream that, that we make. Um, it's a raw honey-infused custard with of house-made honeycomb in it. It's absolutely perfect.
3: And Alexis?
4: Yeah, so my favorite is undoubtedly our malt cherry chocolate flavor. Um, I know that's a mouthful, but if you uh, don't, I know some people aren't crazy about cherries, but if you don't mind cherries, I absolutely recommend that everyone tries that.
3: I love cherries. Who could not like cherries?
4: I know we we get quite a few people that aren't crazy about cherries, but really, yeah, it's kind of like olives, I guess. What's wrong with
3: olives? Oh, okay. I
4: know.
3: I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go through the, the entire food chain. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I'm a simple guy. I like good vanilla ice cream. You mentioned butter pecan. I love good butter pecan ice cream. I like coffee ice cream. Um, those just coming to mind, those might be my three, uh, favorite flavors. Do you have those?
4: We've got those. We don't actually have a vanilla at the moment, uh, but we really want people to sort of step outside of the box and try new things. We, we feel really confident about some that everybody loves. So it's not like if you, if you like vanilla, there's nothing for you. Um, but yeah, we've got all of those other than vanilla.
3: All right. Well, uh, that's well put. Milkandfroth.com. Uh, milkandfroth.com. If you'd like to know more about uh, people who are proud to be serving what they say, some of the best ice cream in the country, everything they serve is made from scratch in their production kitchen in Eastern Market. Uh, they they do have a, uh, a store location now, uh, Brooks... Uh, Bricks, not Brooks, but Bricks (laughs) and Mortar location. Give that location again.
4: That is uh, the building, the Buell building, on the Congress side. So the Buell building is located at 535 Griswold, but we are on the Congress side of that building.
3: All right, the Buell building on the Congress side. Uh, Dion Chow, Alexis Madison, co-founders of Milk and Froth, thanks for joining us on Opportunity Detroit. We hope that we can for... Uh, experimental business uh, reasons <laughs> get a chance to try some of your ice cream very soon.
4: Absolutely, thank you so much, Paul. Thanks,
3: thank Paul. you, Alexis. Thank you, Dion. Thanks. I thank appreciate. you, Dion. We appreciate you being with us. on opportunity to try. Sandra Chapman is a local real estate agent and an entrepreneur in the Metro Detroit area. She is the owner of Michigan's first mobile hookah truck, called Slide Through the Hookah. Uh, she's born and raised in Detroit. Found her passion in finding the next big thing while working at Rocket Mortgage after college and. She says, one thing I will always carry with me is the golden rule and that money and numbers follow, they don't lead. Cassandra Chapman, owner of Slide Through Hookah, welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Thank you. Thank you so much
0: for having me today. I'm so excited.
3: Now, being a Michigan real estate agent has nothing to do with the other entrepreneurial work that you're doing. <laughs>
0: nothing to do with it. <laughs> you know, you know, it was just an idea that came came across, you know, in my mind when I was downtown one night enjoying the city life. You know, Greek town is, you know, the area I like to hang out in. And so I just found a need and I was like, why is no one doing this? So it just kinda of like sprung out of nowhere actually. So it was pretty exciting. But yeah, one has nothing to do with the other.
3: <laughs> I explain to us uh walk us through i guess is one way to put it the slide through hookah
0: yep actually it is kind of set up like your ice cream truck but for hookah you know so we have like a lift window off on the side so we're able we put speakers on the truck so we're able to actually open up and ride through the neighborhoods, delivering hookahs or you know just uh pulling up to parties anything like that um Usually on the weekends, we're downtown. Uh, we have a, a nice little partnership with Queens Bar right on that corner of Grand River and Farmer. So it's, it's really like you're a convenience store for hookah. Well, it's, it's a hookah on wheels, basically.
3: <laughs> a hookah on wheels. We'll come to you with our hookah or your hookah. I didn't yep. realize there was that much call for hookahs.
0: Yeah. You would be surprised. So... Every function I attend, there's always one person with one of those portable hookahs. So when it wasn't downtown or it wasn't in the city, I'm like, where is it? Why is it not here? And how can I fill that need? Um, so it really just sprung on me, and it's just like I put everything into it. I actually, you know, I'm a real estate agent as well, so it comes with a, a little bit of sacrifice from from that standpoint. But uh, my clients understood that this was a goal I had in mind and I wanted to achieve it in a timely fashion. Um, So they were extremely understanding. So I appreciate all my clients for, you know, giving me that little leeway there. But, um, yeah, it, it has been an amazing experience and is actually very successful within this first couple of months. We've only been gone for about three months so far. I think this weekend will be our third month.
3: Beautiful. Uh, Cassandra yep. Chapman with us here on Opportunity to Try a Michigan real estate agent, licensed mortgage originator, owner of Slide Through Hookah LLC. You caught my attention, Cassandra, in the beginning uh, of our conversation when you, you talked about the golden rule. Tell us about the golden rule as you see it and as you live it and that you say helps carry you.
0: Yep. Yeah. So my golden rule has always been treat others how you want to be treated. So I get a lot of business owners that come up to the truck and it's like, hey, you don't really have to do this. Or, you know, you don't have to take your time with them. As soon as they give you your money, they can, you know, walk off with your product. But it's not about that. It's not about the money aspect of it. It's about the, the conversations that we're, that we're able to have. It's about the customer service that I'm able to give. It's about the connections, because the connections take you further than a $20 bill will. You know, you never know who you're talking to. So you could come up to my truck one day. I have no clue who you you might be, but it can set me up for something else in the future. So it's all about those connections and being able to treat others how you would want to be treated if I was to come up to that truck. How would I want to uh, be talked to? How would I want to be served? So that's what's really carried me through my entire life. So it should help my business grow from there.
3: Sure. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's excellent that it will and that it is. Uh, and uh, as far as the real estate agent goes, you're, it's your uh, intention to be very successful at both of these.
0: Right. That, that is very true. And I know it's been hard this summer, um, but I have a great team. I have a great support system. So when it comes to the real estate side of things, I have some agents that are willing to help show houses for me. Um, I'm still in contact with all of the clients through the process, but they're the ones with the boots on the ground when I get this truck up and running. Um, but next summer I will be looking to hire some employees for the truck, um, because I have sacrificed a little bit for both. So I want to make sure that I'm able to do all of it and still be successful for both. Um, so it has, yeah, it has, it has taken some tolls for sure.
3: Well, good for you to get this going. Slide through hookah, uh, LLC um, Cassandra Chapman dot x ex, uh, x uh, how do I say the last one x prellty so,
0: I work for a real estate company called EXP Realty so I'm an oh, independent oh, oh, contractor oh. for them and I know it's, it's difficult for people who aren't in the real estate right, world to get it yeah yep so I work for EXP it's our All brokerage right. um, excellent so, yep Mm-hmm.
3: We got to run, and we thank you, and we wish you continued good luck.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
3: Cassandra Chapman, owner of Slide Through Hookah. Thanks to all of our guests today, but a special thanks to you who join us always on Opportunity Detroit. Speak to you in the mornings, Monday through Friday, 6 till 9. Regards, Paul W. Smith.